last 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfume. Hello, Utah Street. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome into the Mass and All Access podcast, everybody. Another round of series recaps. Your friendly neighborhood host right here, Bobby Blanco. The Nationals have returned home for a three-game quick series against the Phillies, their first matchup against their division rival this season, which of course also means Bryce Harper's return to Nationals Park. Entering the series, the Nationals were 13-17, and last place in the NL East, Three and a half games below the Phillies, another good opportunity to make up some ground in a struggling division. Let's break it down. For all the inconsistencies the Nationals have had to start the season, the biggest one has to be their run production. They are simply not scoring enough runs to win ball games, no matter what their starting pitcher, bullpen, or defense does. And a lot of it has to do with a lack of timely hitting. They're getting opportunities to score. They're just not cashing in which is leading to some frustrating losses, including Tuesday's series opener against the Phils and what would be a 6-2 loss. We've seen this script before with this team, an early deficit, nothing doing at the plate, and then showing late signs of life to make it interesting. And this one had the Nats trailing by just one run in the seventh with the bases loaded and two outs, and up to the plate stepped Josh Bell, who was hitting 141 at the start of this game and then proceeded to strike out on four pitches, ending the threat and capping an 0-4 night for the still-slumping first baseman. And that was following a pinch-hit double by Ryan Zimmerman and back-to-back walks from the 1-2 and two hitters Trey Turner and Juan Soto. So had someone else been leading off, maybe Josh Harrison or Victor Robles, Maybe Soto is hitting in that spot instead of Josh Bell, something that Amy Jennings and I talked about on our regular podcast on Wednesday, how the lineup construction is not helping this lack of production uh, run scoring from this team. Uh, the Phillies will go on to add three more runs in the eighth off Kyle Finnegan to make it a 6-2 final. Chase Anderson earned the win for the Phillies. Eric Fetty fell to 2-4 and four on the season. Six runs, nine hits, zero errors for the Phillies. Two runs, seven hits, one error for the Nats. Fetty called this outing a grind for him. He'd given up three runs and five hits while walking three and striking out four over five innings on 87 pitches. He also gave up a first-inning home run to his former teammate and good friend from Las Vegas, Bryce Harper. But all things considered, at least he gave the Nationals a chance to win, and it was a lineup that couldn't come up clutch late in the game. Trey Turner had a three-hit day with a walk and a homer. Juan Soto had a three-walk day with a hit. And at the rest of this lineup... They went 3-for-28 collectively with 7 strikeouts, 1-for-6 with runners in scoring position, and leaving 10 men on base. You know, we just got to keep keep plugging away. You know, I, and I say this every day, every night, but as you can see, we don't we don't give up. I mean, even, even tonight, you know, we had some guys on base, and we keep plugging away. But um, we, need, we need to get one or two big hits in a moment, and uh, I, re- I believe things will turn around for us. I mean, we're, we're, we're that close. I mean, we get – one or two, one or two hits, you know, uh, in a big moment, moment, bases loaded, a couple guys on. Um, I think things will change for us. So uh, we got, just got to keep going, keep fighting. Davey Martinez there, of course, staying positive and forever the optimist. 
Out of the bullpen, Sam Clay and Will Harris combined for a scoreless inning. Tanner Rainey pitched a scoreless inning with two punch outs, and Paulo Espino closed the last inning and two-thirds of the game with a scoreless outing. Game two would be an even more devastating loss for the Nationals. It wasn't always pretty to start, but they did find themselves with the lead after six innings, facing a one nothing deficit entering the sixth. Ryan Zimmerman, starting at first base instead of Josh Bell and batting cleanup, led off with a double and then moved to third on a Kyle Schwarber ground out. Starling Castro then proceeded to drive him in with an RBI single, and then catcher Alex Avila tripled, yes, tripled, to deep right center to give the Nats the lead. Tonight. Now they'll see if they can get him ahead. High fly ball, lots of carry by Avila. Where is no it? Catch. They didn't catch it. It's on the ground. Now it rolls around by the scoreboard. All the way around is Castro. That Give an assist to Bryce Harper and Adubel Herrera on that one. Weird that Bryce couldn't navigate right field at Nats Park. But anyways, the Nats had a 2-1 lead and just needed nine more outs to seal the win. They got six from Sam Clay and Daniel Hudson to hand the ball over to Brad Hand for the save in the ninth. And this was the right move. After Hand struggles in New York, he's still the closer. He needs to get back out there and pitch when needed. Should be rested with Monday's off day and not pitching on Tuesday. It wasn't as cold and rainy in D.C. as it was in New York. And while protecting a one-run lead, he got Andrew Knapp to strike out to lead off the inning, but then surrendered the game-tying home run to Herrera in the second pitch of the at-bat for his third straight disastrous outing. The Nationals had a chance to bail out their closer in the bottom of the inning with two on for Ryan Zimmerman, but he quickly grounded into a double play to send the game to extras. Out came Brad Hand again to start the 10th, and he gave up a leadoff single to Bryce Harper with Andrew McCutcheon on second base to put runners on the corners for Kyle Finnegan, who came on to relieve Hand. And the Phillies finished the 10th with three runs scored and a 5-2 lead, then promptly sat down the Nats 1-2-3 in the bottom of the frame to close out the victory. Brad Hand ended up with the blown save and loss in this one. He had not allowed an earned run in any of his first 10 innings this season, but has now been scored upon in each of his last five innings of work over his last three appearances. Five runs, 13 hits, one error for the Phillies. Two runs, 10 hits, one error for the Nats. The top four guys in this reconstructed Nats lineup, Andrew Stevenson, Trey Turner, Juan Soto, Ryan Zimmerman, all registered a hit. Starling Castro had a four-hit night in this one, and even John Lester got himself his first knock as a national. While on the mound, he gave Davey Martinez six solid innings, only allowing one run and six hits while striking out four and walking three on 97 pitches. Martinez saying after the game, he saw some guys with their heads down, so he called a rare team meeting in the clubhouse. You know, I, you know, I'm, this is the way I look at it. You know, we, we're going to win together, we're going to lose together. You know, Brad, Brad Hand did not lose the game. Uh, so we're going to stick together. I mean, I talked to the boys tonight, and we're going to stay positive. We got, we got, we're, gonna, hey, we're going through a rough time, but we're going through a, through a rough time as a team, not, not just one individual. So we're going to stay positive, and we're going to get through this. We've been here before, you know. Uh, I, I, I often talk about the bumpy roads. They're bumpy right now, but we'll get through it. We'll get through it together, and uh, this thing's going to turn real good. I mean, we're close. We're in every game, you know. We, we had our closer out there three of the last five games. But a chance to win a game. It just hasn't happened, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen often. So, um, like I told Brand, hey, keep, hey, I'm going to keep putting you out there. You know, you're our guy, so keep your head up. You know, don't, don't get down. This will turn. You know, this will turn. And when it turns, it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't want these guys pouting. I don't want these guys thinking about anything. I want these guys to go out there, have fun, and play baseball. They're playing hard. 
Just things are just not happening right now. Well, the Nats wouldn't have to wait long to get back out there with Thursday's 1 p.m. start on a getaway day. And they finally came out hitting the ball early and often. Davey talks about grabbing an early lead all the time, putting some pressure on the opposition. And that's exactly what the Nats were able to do in this one en route to a 5-1 win. Their first in nearly a week, breaking a four-game losing streak and avoiding the sweep at the hand of the Phillies. Though, the Phillies did grab the lead first in the top of the first inning. Andrew McCutcheon and Bryce Harper tried a first and third double steal. Patrick Corbin starting for the Nationals through to first base. Josh Bell starting at first base. Caught the ball and threw to the plate with McCutcheon sliding in safe. It was originally scored a caught stealing for McCutcheon and an error on Bell for the throw. So the unearned run against Patrick Corbin, but later on, the official scored, changing it to a double steal, taking the error away from Bell and making it an earned run for Patrick Corbin. Enter the Nats bats in the bottom of the first, and they would make that run look meaningless by the way of two-run home runs by Kyle Schwarber and Josh Bell for a 4-1 lead. And that makes a loud sound to deep left field. See you later. And he goes yard. See you later. Mercy. Schwarber's home run went to the opposite field for the first time this season. He took an outside fastball from Philly starter Zach Eflin and drove it over to the left field wall while Bells was a no-doubt bomb into the second deck in right center. This comfy lead allowed Patrick Corbin to settle into his best start of the season. The left-hander allowed just one run and five hits over seven innings, while walking none and striking out nine on a season-high 102 pitches. He's got an ERA of three over his last five starts and hasn't issued a walk in three of those starts, including today, and has 23 strikeouts over those last five outings. Starling Castro extended his hitting streak to 11 games, and he has now reached in eight of his last 10 plays late appearances at the end of this game with an RBI double down the third baseline for a 5-1 lead in the sixth. And that's how this one would end. Patrick Corbin improves to 2-3 on the season. Eflin fell to 2-2. One run, six hits, zero errors for the Phillies. Five runs, seven hits, zero errors for the Nats. Batters 2-6 through in the Nationals lineup all recorded hits, including two hit days from Schwarber and Castro. Tanner Rainey ran into some trouble in the eighth inning, giving up a leadoff double and a walk to start the frame. So David Martinez called upon Daniel Hudson to get out of the jam, and he struck out Bryce Harper and got Reese Hoskins to ground out to end the threat. Then Austin Voth sealed the win on 11 pitches in the ninth. David Martinez talking after the game how important it was to get the early lead and how good it feels to hit the road after a win. That was great. I mean, great. I mean, that's what we talk about all the time. You know, we, we, we get that lead early. Um, we're pretty good when that happens. So, you know, our big boys came up. They swung the bats. We hit a couple home runs. We attacked on another run late, and, uh, it, you know, it was a good day for us. And what can a win like this do kind of springboarding you as you go on the road for, for seven games? No, this is awesome. Yeah, we, we get on the plane, get to relax for four and a half, five hours, uh, get to Arizona and play tomorrow. The Nats are now 14-19 and 19 on the season, five games out of first place in the National League East, and are hitting the road for a seven-game road trip against the Diamondbacks and Cubs starting in Arizona. So let's take a look at the opposite dugout. Still in his fifth season, Torrey Lovello has his Diamondbacks at 17-20, currently fourth in the National League West, five and a half games back of the Giants. They do finish up their series with the Marlins at home Thursday night after the recording of this podcast, so that record and the numbers that will follow will change, so keep that in mind as we move forward. Over their last 10 games before Thursday's finale at Chase Field, the Diamondbacks were 3-7. and seven. 
thanks in large part to back-to-back sweeps at the hands of some NL East foes in the Marlins and the Mets, though they did win the first two of this four-game set against Miami. Their season series, of course, this is the second meeting against the Nationals. The two teams split a four-game set at Nationals Park back in April. And the pitching probables, Max Scherzer will get the start on Friday's opener against right-hander Riley Smith. Get your coffee ready. It's a 9.40 start on Masson 2. And then Saturday's late game, 8.10 start on Masson 2. Joe Ross will probably fit uh, f- face Luke Weaver, a right-hander. Uh, Saturday and Sunday starters for the Diamondbacks are not yet official at the time of this recording, but looks like Luke Weaver will get that start. And then on Sunday, Eric Fetty could get the start for the Nationals against left-hander Madison Bumgarner. That's a 4.10 late afternoon start also on Masson 2. Thanks to that awful road trip through the NL East a couple weeks ago, the Diamondbacks' road record is not great, but they have been pretty good at Chase Field as of late. They are 5-2 and two over their last seven and 6-3 and three over their last nine at home. Again, one more against the Marlins late Thursday night. We just talked about it for Thursday's finale against the Phillies, and Davey Martinez mentions it a lot. Scoring first and putting pressure on the other team is a major key for this national squad, and they might want to do that against the D-backs, who are 11-4 and when they score first, but are just 6-16 and when they allow the opponent to score first. The Nats need to get second baseman Eduardo Escobar out this weekend, something they did not do well the last time these two teams faced. He collected four hits with two home runs, three RBIs, and four walks over that weekend at Nationals Park, and he currently leads the D-backs with seven home runs on the season. They also need to get David Peralta out, who's been an extra base machine this season. He currently leads the majors in triples, and actually Arizona leads the majors in triples as well. And Peralta has been climbing up the franchise's doubles list. He's also reached base in 12 straight home games while almost batting 400. Speaking of getting on base at home, old friend Asdrubal Cabrera has reached base in every D-backs home game this season except for Wednesday's loss to the Marlins, and he has reached in 14 of his last 16 games overall. And he's hitting over 350 at home with 12 RBIs and an 11.25 OPS. While right fielder Josh Rojas has been tearing it up as of late, since April 22nd, he's ranked among the major league leaders in average slugging and OPS. Tori Lovello didn't have his full rotation set for this weekend at the recording of this podcast, like I said, but we do know that rookie right-hander Riley Smith will start the opener for the Snakes. He's 1-2 with a 4.85 ERA over seven appearances this season and 1-2 with a 4.74 ERA in his four starts. And he's given up eight runs and 15 hits in 13 innings over his last three starts against the Padres, Marlins, and Mets. And if Lavello is sticking with his current rotation, right-hander Luke Weaver will get Saturday's start. He's 2-3 and three on the season with an ERA of 5. The Nats tagged him for four runs and eight hits in just four innings when they faced him in April. But Weaver is coming off one of his best starts of the season, striking out six over six and a third scoreless innings against the Marlins on Monday. And that will leave Madison Bumgarner to start Sunday's finale, late afternoon start, 4-10 start on Masson 2. Since giving up 17 earned runs over his first 13 and two-thirds innings on the season, Bumgarner has only allowed three earned runs over his last five outings, covering 30 innings. And he's registered a quality start in three of his last four. This much-improved stretch from the Southpaw started with his last outing against the Nats, when he pitched five innings of one-run, two-hit ball, while striking out five in a win, also in a series finale, 
And then in his next outing, he no-hit the Braves in a seven-inning back-ender of a doubleheader. Out of the bullpen, right-hander Stefan Crichton has converted nine straight save opportunities dating back to September of last year and is 4-for-4 four four on this season. He's one of just four relievers that are perfect in not, at least nine save chances in the majors currently. Caleb Smith, Taylor Clark, and Alex Young are all posting respectable ERAs and setup roles for Crichton. Chase Field will allow 20,000 fans in attendance this weekend, one of the larger capacities in baseball that we've seen before lifting their restrictions later this month. So that's going to do it for this series recap. Be sure to have your coffee ready this weekend and tune into the Diamondback series on Masson 2. Again, all games on Masson 2 this weekend. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Masson All Access Podcast. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the Masson All Access Podcast on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or SoundCloud. And tune into our live podcast, our weekly appointment, myself and Amy Jennings. It'll be either Tuesday or Wednesday on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at Mass and Nationals across the board. And of course, you can check out Mark Zuckerman's coverage on MassInSports.com. I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco on Twitter. You can give me a follow. Our next episode will drop probably Monday morning with the late start Sunday afternoon against uh, the Diamondbacks recapping this series, looking ahead to the Cubs in Chicago. Until then, enjoy the games, and we'll talk to you later. 